podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. Cheers. Cheers. Today, we are going to be talking about open bottles of wine, from opening the bottle to storing the open bottle. And I'm going to tell you right now, there was no storing any open bottles last night. They were just completely consumed, and I'm slightly hungover today. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, a hangover, maybe not, but... yeah. Just slightly. It doesn't mean I'm not drinking right now. Yes. And I often (laughs) do not have a problem with leftover bottles of wine. However, occasionally I do. Right. A bottle alone a night might be a bit much. Right. And in those cases, there are some proper ways to store those bottles. Yes. And we're going to talk about that today. Yes. But first, we got to get that bottle open. Yeah, we do. So let's talk about that. Okay. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the, the highly contested... I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm making it more dramatic mm-hmm. than it is. Am I over-dramatizing? Uh, no, I actually, I like the drama. Okay, all right. Look, the highly contested screw cap. Ooh, talk about that screw cap, Mark. Okay, well, it was fun fact, because yes. we like to bring the fun facts we on the show. We do, we do. Uh, it started in the 1950s, is kind of when the first screw caps came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, they were really kind of associated with Cheap wines, let's yeah. be honest. Inexpensive wines. Is that the right Why way to say Why do you think that? that is? Why do you think people associated that with cheap wine? Well, I think, and we'll talk about corks in a minute, but I think, I don't know, it's, it's the cork is kind of the traditional. When you try and change things up, yeah. everybody kind of freaks out a little bit, I think. Yeah. And um, I don't know, there is something to a cork in a bottle yeah. as opposed to just... I mean, I love the sound of the cork coming out of a bottle, but I get it, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I do too. And But now it does have some pluses to it and it's actually these days not even like i mean there's some very nice wines that are now coming out oh, with definitely um you know i uh, and i think the key is it's easy to open yep and it's primarily in everything i looked at really designed for wines that are meant to be consumed young um and that's because even though they've been around since the 1950s there's not been a lot of necessarily aging in the, these bottles so people aren't quite sure how the wine is going to age what's going to yeah. happen um, how long is that cork seal, or not cork seal, I'm sorry, screw top yeah. thingy. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long is that going to stay wow. in place and remain its seal? Um, so the long-term storage is a little debated. Um, and so, but really, I mean, if this is a wine I want to drink today or this week or even this year, let's yeah. be honest, um, and it looks good, Yep. get the screw cap. Does not nec- it does not necessarily, it does not these days in any way speak quality yeah we're actually drinking a screw cap wine right now i don't know if you know that i did not know yeah that. it's and it's delicious it is actually yeah delicious. and it's high quality you know they've really come a long way but i you know i will say when you know a while ago there was a long time where i wouldn't buy a screw cap wine because i thought they were cheap i did too same way and now i actually i like them when i travel too because yeah. i've learned to try and carry actually those little free bottle openers that the hotels give you or yeah. whatever i try to stick one in my suitcase so i always have one yeah but then I usually forget it or don't have it yeah. or whatever. And then you need to open a bottle of wine. Yeah. That's not there. So a screw yeah, cap is good. Totally convenient. You know, and then we have our corks, right? Yes. So there are different kinds of corks. There are the traditional corks, the natural corks, which actually come from a cork tree. Yeah. Um, I don't know if everyone knows that. Um, and then there are synthetic corks. And those are, you know, what we see standard in wines, you know, as opposed to the screw top that you were just talking about. So the natural corks actually allow the wine to breathe. And those are good for aging wines. But the synthetic corks actually don't allow the wine to breathe. So those aren't necessarily your best corks if you want to age a wine. Um, well, eventually, that said, I mean, yeah. I think the argument for the synthetic corks yeah. and I think the screw caps as well is somewhat environmental. Yes. Because. Right. Because then you're not, you know, 
of harming any trees or anything like that. It's a limited resource. Absolutely. But, you know, with the natural corks and the synthetic corks, both of them are recyclable. Oh. Yeah. So there is that. Um, And one thing you should know about both corks is, well, actually, let's talk about the natural cork first. Okay. If you're opening a bottle of wine with a natural cork, one thing you may want to do is once that, bo- once, that, once that cork comes out, you may want to give it a little sniff. Okay. Yeah. Sniff the cork. Sniff I've the seen cork. that. I know. You see you people always, do it. You're supposed to, it's like sniff the cork is right. like and step one. And exactly. And you can know, you sniff the screw cap as well? I mean, I you can. Okay. But, it's but there's zero upon. reason to do it. Okay. Noted. <laughs> because maybe all you're going to smell really is metal. Okay. Um, there's nothing really on there. The reason you're smelling the natural cork is to see if there's any kind of foul odor because you can end up with a fungus on that develops with that cork because is that there cork is cork taint. It is cork taint. <laughs> that is a um, real thing. <laughs> and that doesn't develop on the synthetic um cork. So that is a benefit to the synthetic cork over the natural cork. Um and you know, so what else do I have to say about cork? I don't know. I well, you yeah. can cork it or screw cap it. Yeah. And you can use synthetic cork or real cork. And yeah. real cork is traditional. Synthetic is more environmentally friendly, maybe. And the screw cap gets the job done easy. Yeah. So, you know. Did I just sum up pretty well then? Yeah, you summed it up pretty well. Either okay. way, you know, open that bottle of wine. Well, and when you go to open it, <laughs> yes. there's. Let's talk a little bit about the corkscrew yes. and how you can get the bottle open. Because they got all sorts of really cool, fancy things now where you can, like, the automated ones and you put it in and, like, push a button and it yep. zoom, takes it out. And they get the little, like, squeeze the handle and it takes it out. And so they got some very cool, So very many fancy ways, ways to, to open your bottles of wine now. But the traditional way yes. and the easy way. And for me, for the long time, the extremely intimidating way <laughs> to open a bottle of wine is a corkscrew. Absolutely. And, I mean, I actually... I did drink some screw tops and or did not drink some wines on occasion because I was nervous about opening the bottle and, and especially I would not do it in front of anybody else yeah. <laughs> because I, I didn't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. So I did eventually kind of learn and part of that was just watching. And so watch others. <laughs> um, there's videos, YouTube it, whatever you want to do. There's a hundred ways to do it. Yep. But I'm going to try and describe a little bit, a couple different ways to open a bottle. If I, if, if you guys can, Close your eyes unless okay, you're I'm driving. Closing, I'm closing my eyes right now. I'm but imagining if you're driving, it. I really am. Don't close your eyes. Okay. okay. But Jen's not driving. I'm not driving. I'm just sitting here. Okay. So eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. So we have our first one, which is the traditional twist corkscrew. Mm-hmm. That is the one where you kind of have the corkscrew and it goes to like usually like a little metal handle or oh, okay. <laughs> eyes are open, but that's okay. <laughs> I didn't really mean it. Um, <laughs> Jen took it a little literal there. Um, but they have the metal or the wood handle and the little corkscrew, and, and you, you twist it in there. That actually came about in 1795. Whoa! Fun fact by Reverend Samuel Henshaw. A reverend. A reverend, which part of me was just like, that's awesome. That reverend's yeah. drinking all that wine. But then when you think about it, they're opening a lot of wine for communions and yes. whatever the, the things they're doing and drinking the wine. Yeah. So, so it, it makes sense. It does make sense. You would want an easier way to open the bottle. Yeah. So uh, that one is you basically just. Thicken on. Well, first you got to remove the foil because sometimes there's a foil or something covering the cork. Yeah. Not always. Then you and I'm using my hands here, which nobody can see, but that's no. okay. Again, by the way, there's some amazing foil cutters out there that make your job a lot easier. You just stick the round foil cutter on there, twist. It takes the foil right off. 
There you go. I always kind of peel it off. And then there's the knife on a lot of the corkscrews. They have that little knife on there. Yeah. That's actually what that's for is to yeah. kind of cut around and take it off. I did not know that for a little oh. while. Maybe. What, what did you think that little knife was for? I, I don't know. I thought it was like Swiss Army kind of stuff. <laughs> Protection in case anyone tries to steal your bottle of wine. Stay away from my wine, everybody. No, I have no. this tiny knife here. I mean, they give the Swiss Army little scissors and stuff, right? Yeah. So maybe they give the corkscrew guy a, yeah, a you know. little knife. I don't know. Right. <laughs> don't be handy for so many things. But, and you can, you can whittle the cork into figures or You something. could, you know, if you're yeah. bored. If you're bored. And actually, I don't think cork whittles very well. No, but I, I mean, now I kind of want to try. <laughs> okay, cork art. It's a, it's going to be yeah, a thing. Next thing. Yeah, next Yeah, it's coming. It. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so you get the foil off. Yeah. Um, and then you just basically place it on there and you turn it clockwise with some pressure and you squeeze the thing, you twist it down in there and the cork should be driving into the, the corkscrew should be driving into the cork. And then you guys kind of got to get a good handle on the bottle, good yeah. hand on the corkscrew. And, and pull it out. You can kind of wiggle it a little bit sometimes, yeah. and you got to go and slow is the key because if you do that big pull, you yeah. might actually get it and you get that really cool pop, uh -huh. and you also get wine everywhere. Yeah. I always, when I use those corkscrews, I always have to stick the bottle of wine between my legs. I have done that. Because <laughs> I can't get the leverage if I just try to hold it there. And, you know, because some people can, they look all cool. No, I'm the person holding it between my legs, trying to pull that wine, that corkscrew out. There is no shame in that, everybody. It's no a leverage shame. game. It yeah. really, really is. But I have to say, I rarely use those kinds of corkscrews. Oh, I only I, if I have to. Yeah, that's an emergency situation only if I'm in a hotel room and that's all they have. Yes. For the longest time, what I used was called the winged corkscrew. Yeah. And I used that one because it was easy. And that's the one where um, it's got like, well, things that look like wings. Yeah. And when they're kind of fully put up, it looks kind of angelic, maybe. Yeah. Like a little angel or something. And so you put it on there and then you can, you twist the, uh, well, you fit it onto the bottle top. Uh -huh. You twist the top part that and, oh, and drives the, the cork in and the little wings come up. Um, and then all you got to do is push the wings down yeah, and the cork nice. pops, pops Super out. easy. Um, if you've never used one, <laughs> you might not want to do what I did, which is I didn't realize that the wings were supposed to come up. Uh -huh. So I held the wings and I... Turned the thing and I shredded the cork. Oh! Um, but again, I you didn't know. I did not know. Oh, and well, this these, yeah, this is in your Apple Teeny days. Your soul, your your this, soul Apple Teeny days. This was so Apple Teeny days, and this was just I early wine drinking yeah. days. And and again, because wine can be so intimidating, yeah. I did a lot of well, this is sound sad. A lot of drinking at home alone. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. Hey, I, I still do that. So there's no, there's no there's no problem with that. <laughs> but a lot of that I did because I didn't have the knowledge. I was a little intimidated to do it in public. Yeah. But I didn't know what the heck I was doing at yeah. home. But again, that's all the more reason why yeah. a I was doing things wrong. Yeah. And but b also trying to. Yeah. So don't hold the wings down. Do it's not hold number the wings one down. lesson there. Yes. But the oh, and that was by the way, fun fact. It, you know, like invented 1888 by H. S. Healy. Oh. So. Fun fact and yeah. credit where geniuses do. Yeah. Uh, but the traditional is the waiter corkscrew, 1882 by Carl Wink. Winke? Uh, I shouldn't try to pronounce this. W-E-I-N-K-E. -E. Sure. German. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> at least he was. In. I don't know if the name was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And uh, that's a much more traditional one. And you, it's the same thing as maybe the traditional corkscrew. You put it on there. Um, you you center in the corner in this you put position the corkscrew screw in the center turn it clockwise um, and until you get it down in there and then they've got like these couple little steps or like these little yeah. hook thingies 
So you kind of put the first one on the edge of the bottle and that gives you the leverage or leverage um, to partially move so it out. Fancy. And then you go to the second little step on the corkscrew and you just kind of pop yeah. it the rest of the way out. It's nice, it's easy. It does take a little practice, yeah. um, but uh, it gets the bottle open um, and, and gets you there. So, and you can do those internet searches. Now, again, a couple other fun things that I found along looking some of this up, just to, not that I haven't opened a lot of bottles and learned some of this the hard way, if you can't uh -huh. tell. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you don't have a corkscrew and you need to get a bottle open. Yes. Um, in an emergency. In an emergency. A wine emergency. Which is, I want to drink some wine and I don't have a corkscrew. Right. Cla you know, that classifies yeah. as an emergency yep. in my book. <laughs> um, there are some fun ways to do it. You can look them up. You can use a wall or a shoe. Um, and basically, you have to, like, I think you, from what I've seen, I have not tried this. Um, probably do not attempt this at home. <laughs> uh, okay, I need to <laughs> and hear And not this. with a good wine okay. <laughs> ever, unless you, unless you mess it up. But you like pad the bottom and apparently by either banging it against the wall wait, or hitting you, it with the shoe. Wait, wait, start again. You're banging one against the wall. The, okay, I'm sorry. Let me start. <laughs> so you take, you grab, you got your wine bottle. Okay. You pad the bottom of the bottle. With? With a cloth, okay. a shirt, a towel, something that, okay. that's going to protect the bottle and ideally keep it from shattering. Got it. And then you will pound the bottom of the bottle. Now, okay. whether you're pounding the bottom of the bottle against a wall or you take like a shoe with a good heel, not like, you know, a stiletto, but a good right. solid heel, and you're pounding the bottom of the bottle. And apparently that will then force the cork out. So I'm assuming you've out. taken the foil off at this point. If you haven't, you're... You've taken the foil that's off. A fail. So yes, the <laughs> foil is You've taken the off. foil off, and now you've patted the bottle, and you're just banging the heck out of this thing yes. until the cork pops out. That's, that okay. is the Mark, theory. I, I would really like, I mean, I'd like you to try it before next, like at some point. I might, but I'm I'm very worried about the loss of wine. Okay, well, try it with a cheap bottle. Okay, all right. We will we will yeah. test this. Yeah, I would like him to test <laughs> okay. this. I'm, actually, right. I'm not going to test. I'm I'd like him to test. Yeah. Okay, but something a little yeah. safer. And yeah. if you're really stuck in a pinch, yeah, it's all you do is you take a good uh, a pen or something blunt yeah. and you push the cork into the bottle yeah now you can't necessarily reseal it yeah. which we'll talk about when now what do you do yeah whether you pull the cork out the right way or the wrong way but that pushes the cork in you can now get the wine out and commence drinking i have done that um when i've broken a cork while trying to open a bottle of wine i've had to push the cork in i'm gonna tell you that sometimes when you push the cork in wine does come spraying out so <laughs> be careful um i've ruined a shirt or two opening up it, stand back that's all so I have we to have say. experience yes I have, I have never experience. done this oh way. yeah um, I broke a cork, like it, it was, I would say the cork was a little crumbly. So that is one problem Which with natural corks as opposed to synthetic corks too, they can crumble. So the cork broke and I was like, well, this is unfortunate. And I was like, <laughs> I, this thing is going down, it's going in. And so I pushed the cork in and wine came spurting out. Um, so just stand back if you're gonna do it. That's my piece of advice. Um, What's so, in? Uh, you got the bottle open. I got the bottle open. Now, now okay, so how long, okay, so. Different bottles of wine, different types of wine last different amounts of time. So let's start with our sparkling wine. Yes. Okay. So I love a good bottle of sparkling wine. Um, not all sparkling wine is champagne, by the way. Yes. Champagne specifically has to be from the Champagne region of France. Um, People but, should maybe look forward to an upcoming episode all about champagne. I know. Yes, they should. <laughs> um, it usually lasts about like one to three days um in the fridge you want to keep it in the refrigerator and 
I would highly suggest if you are going to put it in the fridge. Actually, I've heard two tips. Okay. okay. One, you can stick a spoon or any sort of metal instrument inside the bottle and it keeps it bubbly. I know it's really weird. Okay. It yeah, totally I'm works. Giving you a funny um, yeah, I know. Now, okay. okay. How do you fit a spoon? You in... have to have the right spoon. Like my spoons that I have in my kitchen will not fit. Okay, but like like, like those little super teeny tiny yeah, serving Yeah, any metal kind of thing. instrument you can stick in there and it keeps it bubbly. I don't know why it works. And whatever that metal, the metal interacts with the bubbles. I don't know. <laughs> but I was in, um, I was actually in France and I went to their champagne houses and they had these champagne stoppers. I'm like, oh, this is cute. This would be, I'm going to get one for myself. And I got one for one of my friends who is French, who loves bubbles loves bubbles and i you know just got it as a cute gift i gave it to her and she came to me a little bit after she goes this is the best gift i have ever gotten she goes i don't know if you've tried yours yet it kept my champagne fresh for like five to seven so days what is it, it, it it's, is, a, it's a stopper you put on your champagne and it seals it so okay. whatever it does so that if you so want to keep your champagne seal. sealing staying long stay to, to be fresh longer than one to three days get a champagne stopper you don't have to go to france to get it by the way you can get it at just regular store um if you have a light wine or a rosé it'll last about five to seven days in the fridge Mm. um i don't think mine's ever lasted or no okay this is assuming but if you needed it to yeah um to be clear it's not going to be nearly as fresh it's not like it's going to last five to seven days and taste as good as it did the day you opened it it's going to lose that flavor along yes. the way. They are so going to deteriorate. On, yeah, All they're going to deteriorate. I mean, so it's not time. like on day seven, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is just as delicious as the day I opened it. But it'll still taste fine. Um, it just won't be as good. Yes. But on day seven, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't drink it after day five. But it, you can drink it yes. for about a week. A full-bodied white, so like a good, rich Chardonnay, three to five days uh, in the fridge. Your lighter wines, you want to keep them in the fridge. Red wines, uh, and you want to keep them in a cool, dark place, or at least a cool place, so um, three to five days. Out of the um, sun. Out of the sun, yeah. Stuff, don't yeah. put them in your window <laughs> or something. Leave them on your patio. Um, any fortified wine, so your ports, Madeiras. Um, sherry's. Sherry's, they say about 30 days, 28 to 30 days. I personally leave mine. I, I mean, I feel like they last longer, but. Um, and, you know, and I've heard that, that once you open it, that it lasts Almost forever. Yeah, I know. But then I, I'm I, reading this. And I know. I'm, thinking, I, I, I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I'm still drinking mine, and it's way older than 28 days, and it still tastes delicious. But in the research I've done, they say about 28 days. So, but seal it still, properly. Seal it properly. You still it. can drink it. It does. Maybe it's not quite as good. But fortified wines last quite a while. So if cool, you want dark something, place as cool well. dark place. Okay. So if you want something that you can open and just have a little bit of at night, go with a fortified wine that you can just sip on. But other wines just last a few days. So those are well i was looking around a little bit too and the yeah. mcbride sisters winery has yes. what i thought was a fun little thing on their website um which is basically they stated which i firmly believe that good wine should never go to waste yes so you're hitting the edge of the days right yeah. you're you're on day five ish um and you know you're probably not going to drink it yeah Rather than pouring it out, what they yes. recommend is you put it in an ice cube tray or some other kind of storage container, you stick it in the freezer, uh-huh. and then you use it for sauces and cooking. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So it's like you're not wasting the wine, but then it's there for when you need it in months, if that takes that long. That's a really good idea. Yeah. So I never, ever that. waste, well, good wine, but probably even wine. What a good suggestion. Yeah. I'm going to start drinking. I actually can't. 
foresee myself ever having wine that long. But if I ever did, that is a great suggestion. Yeah. So, well, now we're, we've got it. We, oh, as we store it or before we store it, yeah. you've got to, we talked about, we've talked about sealing it and getting yeah. it resealed. Um, now there's some fun facts about this, which is, I mean, the number one thing why you want to reseal it, whether it's sparkling or white or red or whatever, is yeah. because air is the enemy. Yes, it is. Um, because of that, you want to, again, store it as best as you can. You want to store it upright so that it's getting minimal exposure to air. Because if you store it on its side, of course, then more wine is getting exposed to more air. And um, this, I, I kind of found I might have been doing a little wrong. <laughs> and I will be doing different from now on. When you go to, say you're going to reuse the cork. And yeah. we'll talk about, okay, you don't reuse the cork. You want to do something else. But you're going to reuse the cork, right? Yeah. Um, it is easiest to turn it upside down and stick it back in with yep. the side you open it with because the side where the wine is, is, you know, it's kind of puffed up yeah. a little bit and it's kind of hard to get that back down like in there. Almost impossible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you do that, uh -huh. you are exposing the wine and yourself and everything else to bacteria and other all sorts of stuff that dirt that was maybe on the top of that cork that you now just turned what? over and put into your wine. Well, that is so unfortunate. It is. Because so, I do that almost every time. Well, I almost always put the clean side into my wine bottle. And we will not be doing that anymore. No, we will not. I, <laughs> honestly, almost every, actually every single well, time. It's I a take, lot more difficult. Because it's so much easier. It's skinnier. Yeah. And it's not difficult. You got to, you know, wrangle. Literally yeah. wrangle the, the, the other way in. But the uh, the bottom line is to seal yeah. it. So that's where they have like, again, stoppers. Um, yeah. They've got, they've got this little kind of a rubber cap thing that goes on there. Yeah. Whatever. As long as you're sealing it. Yeah. You, you, so you don't have good. to put the actual cork back in. There are other things you can and do. And I've seen absolutely yeah. nothing yeah. that oh, yeah, it's like you have to use the too. cork or you need to use the cork right. and the cork is better than a stopper. It's They're all pretty equal unless you're doing what we've been doing. Which right, is which is putting the clean side in, which is not the clean side at all, it turns out. It turns out <laughs> it's the very, very dirty side. Yes. Very. But you've got tips, you said. I do. So I was um, reading this article on Wine Enthusiast about the five best ways to store an open bottle. And one actually was to record it the right way. Okay. Um, <laughs> and um, another one, which I had never seen before, but was kind of interesting how you were talking about, you were saying how air is the enemy, right? Yes. Um, they were saying you should invest in some half bottles, just empty half bottles. And oh, when empty half empty bottles, half bottles okay. like, or if you own, or if you had purchased some half bottles, save them. And then when you're when you finish your wine, funnel it into a half bottle of wine and store it in that, so you don't have that extra air in the half bottle, and you can okay. put it in there. So that's just a suggestion they have, so it's not exposed to as much. Um, if you refrigerate all your wine, even your reds, if you want to not, if you don't have a place that's cool enough to store it, um, refrigerating it to store it will slow down the breakdown process, so it won't. You can store it; you, it'll last a little bit longer. Which is good. Um, there is a device called a Coravin. Now, mm -hmm. this is something that's pretty fancy. It costs about three hundred dollars. I'd say like expensive fancy. Yeah, it's expensive fancy. Um, three. I, I'd be happy to see it at three hundred. I've used uh, it at five or six. Okay, so maybe there are different versions out now, so yeah. it can range. Even then, it's not um, cheap. And basically, what it does is it sticks a needle through the cork. It actually they used chemotherapy um, technology to develop it. It's kind of interesting, and what it does. I actually learned this recently. I thought it just sucked the needle in, sucked wine out, and it sucks. It sucks wine out of the cork without, and it. it well, because well, if you remove wine, you, remove you wine. create a vacuum, right? So you exactly. Replace it with something, right? And it replaces it with argon gas. Argon—that uh, sounds like argon? Star Trek or something. Uh, <laughs> and so it replaces it with this other gas, and what it does is it saves it so that you can. 
take some wine out of a very, very expensive bottle. You can have one glass, you can have one sip of this bottle and not ruin the bottle itself. You could have it, you could, it could sit there for another six months. It actually, there is a limit on how long once, last, you've, used once you've used it. Okay. Um, I think, but it's quite a while. It's like, enough time oh, that it's you enough can time. enjoy this. So that's time. why now there are certain restaurants you can go to actually, where they can say, oh, do you want a, a glass of whatever? Pick the most expensive wine and spend $100 on it because they can use a Corbin instead of having to open the whole bottle. Because yeah, they used to have to open the bottle. Right. And once they open it, they're not guaranteed to sell the rest so of it. Those so those people out there who wines. have these really expensive bottles of wine in their wine cellar and they're like, oh, well, I want to open, I want a glass of this. That's another um, great way to, I guess, store an open bottle, even though it's technically <laughs> well, if you've not got a lot of good wine. If you have a lot of really good wine last. and you want it to last, but you still want to be able to enjoy it. You may want to invest in a Corbin, but my favorite piece of advice yes. that the wine enthusiast gave was just finish your bottle. You know, and they were like, you know what? It really? Okay. So actually this, I, they said a bottle of wine is five glasses. Now I actually believe that it's four glasses. I know they say it's five glasses. In my mind, a bottle of wine is four glasses. They said, if you're having like a meal, and they explained like, if you're having a meal with someone, you know, it's really only a, you know, a couple glasses of wine or you know, two and a half glasses each. Just finish the bottle. Enjoy it. Drink responsibly, but enjoy it. So don't bother storing it. Store it in yourself. And I was like, um, that's a great suggestion. So if all else fails, just drink your wine. There it's you basically, go. But within uh, responsible yeah, limits exactly. and all of the other fun stuff. One thing they didn't say, which is actually my favorite storage tool, is the vacuum pump. So there are these tools where it's it's like a little cork, plastic synthetic cork. You stick it on top of your bottle, and then there's this plastic pump you put on top of it and you just like you literally go boom 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 and boom, you boom, suck boom. out all the air and when it starts clicking you know it sucked all the air out and it preserves your wine all wine will last longer with the vacuum pump so i suggest that that is my next my final piece of advice so well i don't have much else i have nothing else either they want to remember, they remember all this and in order to remember all this you should go to the unsophisticated and you know if you have any other um, comments. If you have any other ideas for future topics or questions, please, you know, feel free to contact us there. And uh, subscribe to us, uh, whatever service you got. Uh, we want you to subscribe to our podcast. And if you get a chance, go in and rate us. Tell us how awesome we are. Yeah, give us, you know, all those stars that we, you know, definitely deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or at least desperately want. <laughs> yes, yeah, that sounds great. And until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.